Everybody and welcome to Win to His Word. Glory, hallelujah, I shall not be moved. Glory, hallelujah, I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the water. I shall not be moved. On the rock of ages, I shall not be moved. On the rock of ages, I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the waters. I shall not be moved. Well, hallelujah, hallelujah, praise God, and thank you, Jesus. We've been blessed with another week of adventures in the world. Events are taking place all over the United States of America and abroad. But we're not going to let that stop us living for God. We're not going to let that prohibit us in studying his word. We're going to move right ahead and move right forward into his word. And that's why you're here, because it's important. It's very vitally important that you stay into his word. Because once you stay into the word, the Bible says, Jesus said himself, if you abide in me, I'll abide in you. That word abide means stay. Abide in me and I'll abide in you. He said, but not by yourself, but together we will bring forth much fruit. Hallelujah. Praise God. I tell you, Jesus is a friend. That's closer than a brother. Amen. Now, last week, we, I discussed with you and shared with you my testimony. And this is going to be a second part of that, my testimony. And uh, I feel that is relevant to today. I feel that it's important, no matter what people may say. Because I know somewhere out there, there's someone listening. There's someone that can benefit when they hear the rest of my testimony. Because, of course, I give glory to God for it. Well, let's get into it. It's not, I think I covered most of it last week, and uh, which I, I, I've got great responses from people all over uh, the internet, uh, a whole bunch of people are listening to it and I praise God for that. I need more listeners. The more listeners, the better. That means that the word of God, the testimony, the the word, the spirit is being received and is going out to whosoever will. Let him come and drink freely from the rivers of living water. Hallelujah. So after I was born again of the water and of the spirit, uh, the person who introduced me to the baptism of Jesus name, uh, we got married, praise God. And, uh, 
that I mean, well, that was some intense Bible studies, let me tell you. Um, I can remember those Bible studies as if they were yesterday. And it really led me, it really let me open my eyes that I could see the light of the Word of God. Because remember, Jesus is light and in him dwelleth no darkness. So when you open up your heart and make yourself receptive to the light, which is the life of men, as we read in John, tells us that, then you will receive the word of God with gladness, as it says in the book of Acts. And once you receive the word with gladness, that means receptivity, you're receptive to it. And anytime you're receptive to something, you have a opportunity to act according to the receptivity or the receptiveness of it. So that's what led to my baptism in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, those intense Bible studies. And that's what partially what, what drove me here to, to where I'm at right now is that I feel it's important that I can reach this worldwide audience and, and let them know that Jesus is real and you never know what mechanism, how Jesus is going to, what he's going to use to reach somebody. And don't forget to share this with other people. So born again of the water and the spirit, my wife gave me the Bible study, praise God, my best friend for over 29, 30 years. And uh, don't let me don't don't think that it's been a cakewalk because when you're living for God, as many of you may already know, when you make up your mind, you make that decision. God, you've blessed me. You filled me with the Holy Ghost or or haven't even gotten to that point yet. But you've you've turned away from your friends and you're turning towards God. This is when the adversary, the devil, Lucifer, old Slewfoot, the liar, the father of lies. And there's no truth in him. That's when he gets real busy. And he tr throws obstacles in your way. Throws distractions in your way. Try to get you to go back. Try to t tell you that living for Jesus, living for God is, is no good. It's not going to benefit you in any way. But I am a living testimony to let you know that the devil is a liar. But let me tell you, I am not by myself. Let me tell you, I'm not a life coach either. I'm a preacher, praise God. So you, I might feel something coming on here. And then we get excited about God. And I want you to rejoice with me. I want you to get re excited with me if you sense, if you're sensitive to the Spirit and you, and you feel what the Spirit is trying to do through me to your receptivity or your receptiveness. So the devil will get busy and he will try to distract you from living for God. But you have to forge forward. You can't go to the left hand nor to the right. You have to stay on that straight and narrow pathway because everybody's going to the left hand. Everybody's going to the right hand. But there's few that stay on that straight and narrow pathway. The Bible says there's few there be that find it. Praise God. So today. I'm trying to reach those that's going to the left and to the right. Today, I'm trying to reach those that's going straight on the narrow path.
Because along that narrow path, you're still going to need some encouragement. You're still going to need somebody to pat you on the back and say, that's okay. You can make it. And that's what happened to me. That's what happened with my wife. We have to encourage one another that we can make it. We can do it. We can live for God. No matter what the obstacles were, we made it and we living for God for over uh, 28, 29 years. Uh, she's been living for God longer than me, but that's my part of the testimony. I've been living for God nonstop for about 28, 29 years, and there's no turning back now. I've got a, an investment in my future, and this investment, it can't be withdrawn. It can't be taken out of one account and put it into another account. Hallelujah. The account I put it in is called Jesus. Praise God. And some people want to withdraw their spiritual walk or or uh, from the account of Jesus and just throw it away and deposit it into the account of Lucifer. Hallelujah. By denying their heavenly home. But that's not for me and that's not for you, the believer. So through the testimony, we've we God has blessed us to do a lot in the ministry. Oh, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. We moved up to Northern California. We had a great time up there uh, in the Southern California area. We had a great time there. We've seen signs and wonders and miracles take place. Church services that would, oh man, we've been in some church services. I, uh, as, as, a, as a testimony, I remember one church service I was in up in uh, Northern California when we lived up there. And uh, the choir was singing. The Holy Ghost was moving. The church was rocking. I mean, everybody was worshiping God, praising God, running a while around. We were excited about God. And my wife and I was part of the choir and we were singing. I just felt compelled, clothes and all, just to jump into that baptismal tank, which we kept full of water. Praise God. I jumped in that baptismal tank. Woo! I felt the Holy Ghost again and took off running around that church. I tell you, sometimes I know, I know some people say that wasn't the Holy Ghost. Okay. Well, that's okay. You can think that, you know, everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but I felt like it was the spirit of God because it was, it was so thick in there. So thick. Hallelujah. It's no different than when people are dancing in the Holy Ghost up front, shouting and and dancing and rolling on the rug, holy rollers in the church. Praise God, we have it all. So God has blessed us like that. He blessed us on our street ministry. We 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 went on the street, I think, for about three, four years, preaching on street corners. Hallelujah. Uh and, and I really feel because of that, that really gave us a, a, a good solid foundation in rejection. Uh, and ridicule and lightweight persecution, nothing to the, to the event of death, but there was a lot of embarrassing going on, a lot of, uh, ungodly things said and, and, uh, projectiles thrown at us and, and rude and, and demonstrations done towards us. And, and my wife was blessed with the, with the self-taught gift of, uh, sign language. And on the corner, she would do sign language, uh, interpreting myself and other young men as we preached the word of God without fear and without favor on that street corner uh, some some time back. 
And as she would do that, uh, we, we was able to uh, start a deaf ministry at the church. And, and it seemed like at that time, no churches had a deaf ministry, or at least we wasn't aware of it. But uh, it, it seems like shortly after that, uh, all of a sudden, deaf ministries start popping up at different churches. And I don't know if God was just moving on the deaf community in that way, or, or was it something that it transpired uh, through us, what we were doing on the streets. Uh, and then we would uh, be blessed by being able to go, uh, being have great zeal for God, wanting to see lives change, wanting to see people change, wanting to see hearts mended, wanting to see lives restored and just all the good things that God promises in his book. People baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins. There was no stopping us. Let me tell you, when you get full of the Holy Ghost, you will fulfill uh, the scripture that says, Go ye therefore, baptizing all nations in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. We, you will go out and preach the word. You will go out and uh, try to get Bible studies. Tell people about God. But this is what happens when you get full of the Holy Ghost. And you know that and you know. One 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 preacher used to say, Elder Muncie, he used to say, You have to know that you really know. Praise God. So when you know that you really know, then you'll get to the point in your life to where nothing and nobody is going to prohibit you for doing something for God. You'll find a way. You'll find a way to do something for God. And when people see you at grocery stores, your place of work, gas station, out in public, washing your car in front of your house, wherever, when they try to start, strike up a conversation, it'd be like, uh, like, uh, like fire shut up in your bones. Uh, we used to sing a, a song in church. And it goes like this. It's bubbling. It's bubbling. It's bubbling in my soul. I'm singing. I'm shouting. Cause Jesus made me whole. Some folks gonna understand it. But I can't keep it quiet. It's bubbling, 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 bubbling day and night. So you just repeat that because it's bubbling inside your soul and you have to let it out. And that's what part of the reason why I'm here today sharing the encouraging words of God with you, my loyal and faithful listeners that share the word with their friends, relatives, and neighbors to let you know that the word of God is real and it's bubbling. It's bubbling. Hallelujah. And you just got to get it out. Praise God. So back to the testimony. So here we are, Lancaster State Prison. Hallelujah. In the city of Lancaster, I would travel there. Oh, man, about uh, that's about three or four years as well. Uh, going into that prison and preaching the word, we would have excellent services. Uh, there was some other brethren that had gone on before me doing that from our from our church. And they were able to baptize people when they were when they were going. But a new warden came in or chaplain. So I wasn't able to administer the baptisms. But nevertheless, we preached the word without fear or favor. 
We would have Holy Ghost moves of God inside the prison in that little room, which may have been about a 30 by 30, 40 by 40. It wasn't a very large room. Uh, there was a sign-up sheet. I never saw this before. There was a sign-up sheet so that people would have to sign up to be able to go to church. We would show up once a week. I think it was Thursday. We'd show up on Thursday or Tuesday. Anyway, we'd show up once a week. And oftentimes, uh, I remember one time I wore a suit there, and and the suit was the wrong color. It resembled a correctional officer's uh, color of their uh, uh, uniform, and it was too close, so they turned me away. And I had to wait and go back a, another day. And when I returned, the, the, the inmates, some people, uh, you guys would probably refer to them as prisoners, but the inmates were a little discouraged that we didn't, that I didn't make it out there that time. And I explained to them that I looked too much like a correctional officer, uh, the color that I was wearing. They didn't feel comfortable with that. Uh, but nevertheless, they still greeted me and we still had church. Praise God. They still got excited, still worship, sting, still sing songs, still give, still show reverence one for another. Counseling sessions took place. Hallelujah. You, if that's something you have a, a desire to do, then uh, check with your pastor, because I think that's a that's a good thing to, to go into the prisons. Uh, that's what Jesus did. Right. Uh, preach to the spirits in prison. Uh, so notice he didn't say people, but he said the spirits. Hallelujah. So once you get past uh, doing that, that, that's a good thing. And, and, you know, administrative things changed over there. And so a whole prison ministry kind of got shut down. But uh, they had instruments when we was going there. That it was just like going to church. They had a nice keyboard player, drums. I think, I'm not sure if they had a, uh, the stringed instrument, like a guitar or anything, but uh, they had everything else. So we were going into prison and uh, and, and they actually uh, had a great time. And I remember one time uh, as I was exhorting, I felt the power of God come upon me. And uh, I told them, I said, you might as well worship now. I mean, the, the, it was, the, you could, I just don't, it was, it was Pentecost in there happening all over. And I told him, I said, you might as well worship now because you may not get a chance to worship like this again. So we worship, we worship, we worship preaching. Well, you don't get two hours in there. You don't get that long. You get maybe 45 minutes. So you got to do what you got to do and get out so they can get locked back up into their dorms and whatever else they have to do, roll call before they shut it all down for the night. So uh, I made that announcement. We still worship a little bit of the word and, and left. Okay, so the next week comes back and uh, I'll go back in, into that yard. I think it was the minimum yard, going to the minimum yard and there's nobody there. None of the regular... I would say 98% of the regular people that would be in attendance was not in attendance. So when I inquired, where's everybody at? They said, well, you, you made that announcement, 
But like the following week, they all got shipped out. I said, well, praise God. Not really like a praise God, but in my soul, I felt grieved because I know they needed the word. I know they enjoyed the worship. And I felt grieved also because, man, some of them just didn't get a hold of God like I would have liked to see him. But the Bible tells us this. One waters, one plants the seed, but God gives the increase. So I'm trusting God that those young men that they got to hear some apostolic Pentecostal preaching. Ha, it just came to my mind right now that when I would walk into the yard, uh, the prison guard in the, in the guard stand, you know, like the big tower up front, after they got used to me, uh, one prisoner, one uh, correctional officer said I'm pretty animated, but uh, the one in the tower, once he would say, oh, church service is here at first. Then I would tell him, no, on fire, Christian services is here. So he got used to that. So when I came through that gate, make that right turn and take that 30, 40 yard walk to get into that room to hold services, he knew what to say. On fire, Christian services. And then they line up and, and we get ready to have church and, and we'd have church. Amen. Praise God. My testimony is the life that I lived because of Jesus Christ. If I had not been living for Jesus Christ, those doors that I just mentioned to you would had never been open for me. This the countless lives that was touched by going into the prison, the countless lives that was touched by the master's hand, three years on the street ministry preaching, three years in the prison, preaching. Now, I went to one of the lower level yards, but I was often invited to go to the higher level yards, but their time period, they're under more time constraint. And, and you know, just was, I didn't have that availability in my schedule to be able to do that. But uh, the other, the, the lower level yard, I had plenty of time for them. I'll tell you, living for God is the best thing that anybody can ever do. So I'm so thankful for what Jesus has done in my life. And he can do it for you too. But there are some things that we have to give up. And when you give them up, it's going to be difficult. But you can do it. You just got to stick to it. It's like when you when you start a new job, when you learn how to ride a skateboard, skates, or bikes, uh, at first you fall a few times, but you don't give up because you're determined to ride that bike like everybody else, or you're determined to keep that job like all the other people around there, or you're determined to just learn whatever the task is so that you can be considered successful or that you made it at that task. And that's how it is in living for Jesus. There's going to be some bumps in the road. There's going to be some cracks and some ditches and some bricks in the road. And it's going to shake you up a little bit. It's going to knock you to the side. You may even fall off, but get right back up and show the devil that he is a liar and that you cannot be shaken, that you shall not be moved, that you're going to be anchored in Jesus. 
You're going to be like that tree that's planted by the water. You shall not be moved because your roots will be deep in Jesus. And there's going to come afflictions. There's going to come persecutions. going to come trials and tribulations. It's all going to come. But Jesus went through those things. Why? To show that he can overcome. To show that he has overcome the world. And he did that for an example for us. So if Jesus Christ did that as an example for us, that all these things he did to show us as an example that he can overcome those things, then we most definitely can work hard and overcome those things as well. Now, we're not God, so it's going to be a little more difficult, but we can still do it. That's why he put himself, as we say, uh, he robed himself in flesh. Hallelujah. So the spirit put on flesh. Bible tells us so that he could be tempted like we are. Hallelujah. But yet be without sin. That's him. Bible tells us that all was born in sin and shaken in iniquity. And that's why we have what is called a repentance. Yes, God made a way for us to get our lives right. And that's through repenting of our shortcomings, repenting of our sins, repenting for what we may have done wrong and we're not sure of it, and repenting of the things that we have done wrong and we know about it. That's why the scripture tells us in the book of Acts to repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission, for the forgiveness, for the buying back of your sins. And that's vitally important today, my friends. If we have more people that do wrong, more people that hurt others, if they say they're sorry and they try with all their heart not to do that again and repent before that person, repent before God, I'm sorry, and they have not been born again of the water and the spirit, then they need to seek God for that. But nevertheless, we need to have a repentant heart and turn around our ways and let God direct our paths. I want to say in closing that this is not an impossible task. Thousands, hundreds, millions, and probably billions of people have walked this narrow pathway. And you can do it too. You can open up your heart to Jesus. You can open up your mind to Jesus. Read the scriptures. For in them you think you have eternal life. And those are they which testify of me. What? What? What did he just say? He said if you read the Bible, you're going to believe that you have eternal life. And then you'll be the one that's testifying about Jesus Christ. You'll be the one going out, telling people what great, marvelous, wonderful things that Jesus Christ has done in your life through just through reading his word. For those are they that think they have eternal life. Hallelujah. He's real. He's real. Jesus is real to me. Oh, yeah, gives me the victory. 
So many people doubt him. I can't live without him. That is why I love him so. He's so real to me. In the morning, he's real. He's real. He's real. Jesus is real to me. Oh, yeah. He gives me the victory. So many people doubt him. I can't live without him. That is why I love him so. He's so real to me. Now, we could sing that song again. You could sing it on your own. Hallelujah, and that's okay. But try putting those words in it. He's real, he's real. Jesus is real to me. So many people doubt him. But we can't live without him. That is why we love him so. He's so real to me. Hallelujah. We serve a great big God for a great big world. For small challenges and big challenges. My listeners worldwide, locally, I'm so thankful to God that you're tuning in to Into His Word. Keep on tuning in. I think that concludes the testimonial sections. We'll get back into the Word. Hallelujah, which we always share the Word with you because it's the Word of God that's quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing, dividing the soul and spirit from the joints and marrow, and it is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And remember to study the word, to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So next week, same time, whatever time zone that is you're in, and same channel. God bless you. Bye.